Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. You know, I'm getting the feeling that uh, we are on the cusp of war. Yeah. You know, and I say that because, you know, it's a feeling you get. Mm -hmm. And you look at the news and the news cycle and what's going on and how, uh, you know, people are acting in this country. I mean, you're talking about uh, socially Mm -hmm. the divide in this country. You're talking about the disconnect of the government and the people. Uh, Joe has been silent for a long time. All, you know, things that, that say that there's a war. We've got nations pointing fingers at each other. We are on the axis of evil. We're considered the evil one. And we have feet going on the ground. And then we're... Uh, we've got the Taiwan situation, which is really just the strike of a match, and it's boom. Yeah. It's a war. That's right. As a matter of fact, uh, they were doing military uh, exercises, they call them, the Chinese were, around the island of Taiwan, and people are saying, like you said yesterday, all you need is one mistake, one little mistake, and that's the uh, match that starts the fire. Well, could this be the match? Because they're doing the exercises. Chinese, the Chinese are doing live missile practicing. Right. So in other words, when they fire a missile, it's it's armed and ready to detonate on impact of whatever it hits. Mm -hmm. If it was a malfunction, an accidental thing, or a pilot goes, you know what, I've had enough of this crap. You know, it's supposed to go that way, but it's going to go this way. Yeah. And it hits something, all bets are off, the war is on. And and how about the people who are manning the defenses in Taiwan? I mean, let's say hypothetically your your job is to protect the uh, the coast of of Taiwan and all you see around you in the air are your enemy planes. And and some of them are making maneuvers that look threatening to you. Is there the possibility that some nervous uh, defender might uh, set off an anti-aircraft missile and bring down a plane. I mean, there's any number of things well, that could happen. Well, that's why China is doing it, because it's interpretational. You know, it's a game of chicken. That's right. All right? Who's going to flinch first? And, you know, that that's a human characteristic that has nothing to do with an act of aggression. They're pushing that envelope on pers- uh, uh, you know, on purpose. You've got Biden that's been quiet for a while. Of course, now, you know... Uh, Kareen uh, 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 Jean Pierre, yeah, she's been saying that. Oh no, 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 we're not trying to hide Biden from the press. Oh but, no, no, he's no, no, so but, articulate. But they, we want to have him out there as much as we can. Yeah, but I think it is purposeful uh, too, to a point that they don't want him talking about anything or war or anything because we are getting ready for something. And then you have Putin. You know, we want to say that he's he's weak and sick and all of that. I don't think so. But he is quiet all of a sudden, and that yeah. is a leader that is sitting there going, enough talk. Well, look what enough. happened about three weeks ago. I mean, Putin sat down with Xi, and uh, they had a wonderful uh, confab in Russia, and they left shaking hands and smiling like they were new friends, and all of a sudden, all of this stuff is happening around the uh, Strait of Taiwan. As a matter of fact, I think we had an aircraft carrier go through uh, the the, the strait was it the Strait of Taiwan? I mean, between China and the coast of uh, of Taiwan, and China 
actually sent out like a warning, like, uh, what are you doing there? You shouldn't be there. Watch it, you know, to, to the U.S. And by the way, it's, it's open water. It's anybody's water. Uh, you know, well, China, for example, I don't know if you were aware of this, they've been building artificial islands in the South China Sea. For a long time. And, the, and what they do is when they build the island, in, in it becomes their, prop, their property. They call it part of their mainland. And it pushes the 12-mile uh, limit further and further out. You know, and what we're saying is, wait a second, you just can't build an island in the middle of uh, uh, international waters and then claim it's part of your territory. Well, let me ask a question. I'll play devil's advocate. Why can you not do that? Well, that's what China's saying. That's exactly so what China is saying. They could send out uh, an armada of aircraft carriers, park them right at that 12-mile limit right in between, and anchor them. Mm -hmm. and uh, declare them uh, floating cities. Well, they're calling the islands they're building stationary aircraft carriers, essentially, because they are, yeah. they are you know, they're Same thing, airports. Then. They have uh, planes can land and take off. They're armed. They put, they put uh, munitions out there so they can actually, uh, you know, restock some of their ships faster than, than bringing them into uh, to the cities to, to get ready. It's really quite... Uh, the, what you said a little while ago, we're on the verge. We are on the verge yeah. of war right now. And I don't hear us talking about it. I mean, I hear so much noise in the news. We are not getting uh, the real stuff we need to uh, to hear. We're not getting the real news anymore. We're getting uh, interference every day. It's like we all want news. We're hungry for the truth. But the media is falling down big time. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just not doing the job. We, so we're out there waiting to hear about what's happening in the Ukraine. I mentioned this yesterday. I went online yesterday. I couldn't find a story about the Ukraine. I found one story. We know what it was about. It was about how they were disposing of bodies uh, that they were finding on farms and stuff like that. They've been sitting out for months. Uh, in the Ukraine because uh, they were causing a biohazard. I'm thinking, that's the only story I can find about the Ukraine? I mean, they're fighting every it's day. It's a cover-up because there's something big about to drop. Now, I have a problem with the Straits of Taiwan where we're floating an aircraft carrier through there. Now, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. You know, we have been improving that fleet. You know, you had the Ronald Reagan, which for a while, for a time, was the biggest badass ship that we had out there. Yeah. And it can do incredible things from across the globe, you know, and it has great powers. The Gerald F. Ford just went out, and it is a – it's it's in the billions of dollars to build this thing, and it's got technology on it that is beyond oh, yeah. belief. And, mm -hmm. you know, the uh, the guided missiles destroyers mm -hmm. that now use a lot of AI, artificial intelligence – that escort those ships. I mean, uh, they're a king's ransom in money to to build those ships, but they are they're technically advanced. Oh, yeah. But here we are in the Straits. You know, those ships are designed to attack from a distance. They're not like the old World right. War II battleships or like the old, even wooden ones, where they were for close-range fire. They take a beating because you've got six inches of plate steel that you're going to have to get some piece of lead through. It ain't going to happen. These ships don't really have that. 
But what they have is technology. Right. And technology that is so stealthy, so awesome, that yeah. can do anything you want. And we're taking that technology and driving it up in their driveway, you know, where they could sit there and take a pot shot at it and take it out of commission before it has the chance to do anything because we're sitting there showing it off. Look at our aircraft carrier. This thing is so, you sunk our aircraft carrier. Now <laughs> what are we going to do? How stupid are we? Well, I, I look to uh, the guys at the Pentagon right now who are speaking for the Pentagon, guys like Kirby and stuff, not very smart, not a very smart guy. Uh, he's, a spo uh, he's a mouthpiece for the administration. He will lie if they tell him to lie. And if that's an example of what we have leading our military right now, we're in a lot of trouble. We're in a you lot know, of trouble. You've got, you've got good young people serving on those ships, and they count on their leaders to do the right thing. Yeah, they are trained in one of the most awesome fighting machines in the world. You know, you look at the Raptor or the Red, uh, the what is it, the Red Hawk planes that are out there now, the, the new Red Hawk, which they're waiting for delivery this year. But if we do stupid st things with our hardware or give it away, then why do we even waste our time and money building these things if we don't sit there and use them properly the way they were designed to be used we were talking before the show um about how how long we have before we might be at war we were speculating about are we really close to a, a world war three closer than we want to believe i mean uh people out there are going about uh, with their everyday business and pretending everything is normal but it's anything but normal right now. And you know, they're doing those, those practices, China is, with live ammunition, knowing darn good well that one could go rogue and hit something, and that be the act of war, instant act of war. Mm -hmm. So that could be happening right now as these words are coming out of my mouth. So it could be a matter of seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks. Choose. All right, I got a question for you. Um, do you think that with this government, this administration, we're going to actually honor our commitment to Taiwan? Well, we have. Do we have feet on the ground? We have. Uh, we have ships deployed there, so I would I venture to say we have some feet on the ground. And usually, you know, there are signs that you are going to go to war. One of those. Uh, is the fact that uh, you've got boots on the ground. Uh, when you have the deployment of troops, there's something, uh, you know, to hey, be said. We, when haven't, you have a we haven't got the uh, the munitions to go to war right now. I mean, didn't we just talk about a week ago about how there was a shortage of, of uh, ammunition for our own troops because of what we were giving to the Ukraine? We have enough to start a skirmish, but then we'd have to go to nuclear war. And the thing you got to understand about nuclear war, we talk about... Well, these weapons are old. Well, those nukes inside of the, the casings, yeah, they last a long time. But what has changed for those nukes is the accuracy of them. You know, the, the, the firing mechanisms, the rockets themselves, are very quick and very accurate. Now, ours probably aren't quite as fast as China's or Russia's. But the simple fact is our targeting has always been 
the one thing that we had better than anybody else. Right. Russia could sit there and launch one. Yeah, it's probably going to hit within a 25-mile radius of its target. We can hit a dime on the head, right on the eye yeah. of, of the president of that dime. Yeah. So that's how exact we are. Now, with that said, you know, how many days would it take a war? I mean, would a war last a day, a week, a year? According to the all the the models out there, to take us out, our population gone, poof, over three days. Now, I would speculate in that three days, there are some people that would die instantly. We, before, before you ever knew there was incoming, you'd be eviscerated. You're lucky if that's you. Then there are the ones that are out of the, you know, uh, the immediate targeting area, but they're going to get the fallout. They're going to die uh, a painful death. And then, you know, there's, they say three days is what it's going to take. And then you'll have the elite that will survive all of this unscathed because they had the shelters to go to. Right. And right. So nobody, nobody truly wins in this scenario. It goes and back. It I, can't, I can't help but think that it goes back to what they were saying at the World Economic Forum about how. We really should have a planet with only 550 million people populating it. And we've that got would to get, do it. We've the, got to get rid would, of some of these people. That would put them on the fast track. That would put them on the fast track. And then maybe maybe this, uh, you know, bringing all these people and letting them into the United States is all for, the, you know, for one reason anyway. It's just going to make it so much easier. It's going to be a slaughter when they, when they blow us all up. Well, Good, bad, um, the ugly all here in one pot. All right. Now let's go back to Trump for a second, okay? They're trying to <clears throat> they're trying to bring Trump down big time because up until the very last polls last week, he was going through the roof. Uh, on Sunday, an ABC Ipsos poll was released, and it found that forty eight percent of Americans think Trump should suspend his White House bid following the indictment. Now, well, mind, let me mind ask you, you, mind you, that he was through the roof. Uh, with the other polls, uh, as recently as last week, all of a sudden this outlier uh, comes out and it says uh, he should get out. It says the more recent poll found that 53% believe Trump's actions were intentionally illegal. I, I, I just don't believe that. Did you see, by the way, the video of him at the, uh, what is it called, uh, Ultimate Fighting Competition? Yeah. Uh, went nuts over him. Unbelievable! There must have been fifty thousand people in this place, and they were, they were going crazy for Trump. Here's what I think about the Ipso poll, which is ABC and CNN has one too, and both networks are saying Republicans are saying yes. that they don't want Trump to run, and we don't believe Trump should run until this, this, uh, the scam of a lot. So I'm not not scam. It's not a scam. It's a real thing. He could get in trouble here. They are making this stuff up. Have you been contacted by anybody conducting a survey? Absolutely not. I don't know anybody that has either. So, you know, there's a news there's a news editor sitting at his desk. Okay, we got to do a poll. So, um, how many people did you interview? Okay, well, make a number up. How many voices do you have in your head? Ten thousand. Okay, that's good. And they all said. And they're they're conservatives oh, sure. in your head. Then that's but even let's say they actually did a real poll. 
if I, I if it. I wanted to skew that poll a certain way, let's say all I have to do is stand outside of let's say uh, the Democratic headquarters and and have a poll. People coming in and out of the building, obviously they're all Democrats, and you ask them what they think about President Trump. How many people going to the the Democratic headquarters? I'm just saying that they do stuff like this. They skew them a certain way. Polls are, um, they're a private thing that you take. They don't have to keep records of who you are, where you are, and what you are. They take your word for it, or you take their word that they're properly crediting you. You know, all they're saying, we talked to a thousand people. Right. We didn't write down exactly what they said, but this is what we say they said. You know, and the numbers always seem to contradict other polls in reality. So this is a lie. It's it's a show to manipulate the news. And, you know, that's another sign of war. Propaganda when they take, twist, that's, and distort the news. You just hit a point that I was going to say. They do this a lot when they're trying to position a country for war. Yeah. Um, and I do believe that. There are people out there, many people who believe that Trump is never going to make it to 2024 because there will be no 2024 election. Even Uh, Trump himself has said, you know, he can fix it if he can get to 2024. I don't know that we can make it to there if Joe doesn't screw it up beforehand. Even Trump has said that. And I think not maybe the American people haven't quite gotten there yet. But the leaders of the free world out there, they've been waiting for Trump to get back in, too. And they can't wait for us to get our act together anymore. Well, you know, the thing is, a lot of people believe that Trump, he won the election in 2020. And he did the honorable thing to uh, for the sake of the country. He didn't want to go into a, a civil war situation, so he removed himself from the playing field, but a lot of people believe that he still is the president. Right. And they read a lot into what he says. Uh, And also, if you look at how he is treated by, like, the Secret Service, I mean, they still guard him like he's an active active president. You saw the crowd of Secret Service uh, agents around him when he went to New York. And, and the entourage, I mean, the motorcade was like a presidential motorcade. They blocked off FDR Drive in New York. Uh, it was as if he was still the active president. But, you know, um, if he's going to return before 2024, like some people believe, some people believe that, and I'm just going to tell you what you hear. Some people believe that there will be a military intervention uh, at, at the appropriate time because the military has proof that he won in 2020. That's what I'm, I'm just telling you that this is what some people believe. Whether you believe it or not, that's, that's for you to, to decide. But I, I think the proof is there. I think it's obvious, and I think even the left knows that it's pretty obvious. But, you know, they've got their story. They're sticking well, to it. Well, the thing is, can the military step in? And remove an administration legally. If it's an illegal administration and has been in place for two and a half years now, All right. might they say, well, wait a second, it's, it's not to our benefit really to go in and remove but him? But a country this big, this powerful, and another sign that you're going to war 
is a people divided in your nation, which we are totally divided. And so with this much division, can we, Well, here's, you know, the, here's the thing. If everything was going to stay the same and there was no war on the horizon, I would say the military would say, now, Mr. President, we're so close to 2024. Let's not rock the boat. Let's just keep things as they are because it will only divide the country more. But because we're so close to a, a war, a shooting war, I think that something drastic will have to take place. Do you know what I'm See, saying? I, I think that the military is going to have to step in at some point and say, wait a second. You guys are illegal and have been since the beginning, and we have the proof, you know, and we're going to, uh, I mean, that's that's the only way, I think we're, I think we're, we're not going to make it to 2024. Yeah, I know that, I don't I, that's, know. that sounds depressing to free media even say it, but. Look, uh, I, you know, I, I, I started it off when, the, when we first started talking, I said, so how long do you think we got, you know? Minutes, hours, days, weeks, when's it going to happen? Because I believe that all the signs, all the boxes have been checked yeah. for war to break out. Wars don't just happen. No. We create wars. And everything that socially happens, politically happens, divided people happens, yeah. it has already taken place. The stage has been set for, for you Bible uh, re uh, scripture readers. For Armageddon, you know, you know, let's my just mom call it what it is. My mom and dad were uh, dating in 1941, and up until the bombing of Pearl Harbor, things were kind of cool. I mean, people were in a lethargic kind of uh, uh, place. They weren't thinking about war really. It was the they needed so they needed something drastic to bring the country to a war footing and. All of a sudden, there was Pearl Harbor. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, there are some people who will tell you, and you can believe this or not, that our the administration knew what was going to happen and let it happen. Now, whether that's the truth or not, that's for others to decide. But I'm just telling you that there's a, there's a train of thought out there. There's a theory that the Roosevelt so administration many. believed it was going to happen. Well, there were so many signs. I mean, the ambassador for Japan, uh, you yeah. know, delayed a little bit on that information getting to the president. Mm -hmm. We had radar back then. We had just invented radar. Yeah. It was set up. The boys that were sitting out there, they, they phoned it in and said, hey, we got a squadron of planes. You know, but it's uh, the next day is a holy day. Was, Nobody they would thought it was a squadron of B-17s coming in from the mainland. Yeah, yeah, come on. They're not going to be, you know, no, no one's going to attack us on a Sunday. And, you know, it's brand new technology. We can't trust it. Well, you know, the people that invented that, they tested that thing. Yeah. They knew that it worked. But we didn't trust our own ingenuity and instincts, and we got our asses handed to us on a platter. Mm -hmm. Now, the one thing that it did do, you know, our fleet was old. I, I don't know that we could have gone to war and sustained a war anyway. So when they blasted the hell out of everything, you know, Rosie Riveter had to come to work and the boys had to go fight over there, over there, over there. Yeah. And we built a war machine uh, and a mighty awesome but, war machine. But the difference between then and now, though, is that if we go to war now, 
it is going to be a different situation. Yeah. If it's nuclear, it's going to be absolutely devastating. Whole cities will disappear in a matter of seconds. And this is not something that we want to even entertain. The idea that we're this close is just incomprehensible. I cannot believe that we are actually on the edge of a nuclear war and people are contemplating what it would be like afterwards. It won't be like anything we've ever seen. You know, people say, well, there'll be 550 million people probably left. Well, wait a second. The world is going to be in chaos. The world is going to be devastated. We're going to have fallout. We're going to have burning cities. There are places that you're not going to go be able to visit for, for centuries because they'll be so irradiated. Do you know what I'm saying? It's going to be such a, a horror show that uh, it's not going to be a place that you want to be alive in. You said it a little while ago. If you are one of the lucky that gets uh, obliterated instantaneously, it might be a favor. You know, well, it, you won't be obliterated. You'll be eviscerated. It will be so instant, you will be vaporized. The only thing that might be left of you is an imprint of your shadow on a brick wall. Well, uh, we have evil people in our government who are pushing us in that direction right now. I'm mm -hmm. talking about we have a president who, if he were an honest and good man, would be working his tail off to get us out of this. But instead, like the stumbling, bumbling buffoon that he is, he is pushing us on a daily basis closer and closer to that nightmare. That being said, the guy that we're all making fun of, not, not all of us, I mean, I happen to think he was a good man, uh, President Trump, he was the guy who kept us away from that. Mm -hmm. He was the guy who to this day says, look, it, if I get back into office, if I'm back in power, I'll have us away from that in a day. In a day, yeah. we'll have that resolved. But, you know, he's even now starting to go, if I don't get back in now, and it may be too late even now, you know, even he is saying that, you know, Joe has done so much damage, and it's not just Joe. Let's be honest here. There's there's a lot of evil players out there in this game of our future, and uh, our future. They didn't they didn't ask me where I wanted to be in this future. They didn't ask you. Well, let me, let me tell them. you. Are these the same guys who possibly? Uh, I'm just saying, hypothetically, could they have been behind the pandemic? And, and did well, we? Well, yeah. I mean, there's a new outbreak. There's a new outbreak that's even more deadly than the other one. Does it surprise you that they're talking about another pandemic as recent as as soon as maybe next year? Well, it's already hitting. But think about it for a second, though. Uh, we didn't have pandemics for a century. We had the last one we had. It was in 1918, the Spanish flu, and then we mm -hmm. have one. In twenty in twenty nineteen with COVID, and all of a sudden you hear Fauci say, "Well, we may have another one, uh, maybe next year." Yeah, because it's going to be close to an election. Yeah, yeah it, it's amazing. We we live in such evil and devious times right now. You know, it's it's I, I might have mentioned it earlier, but that uh, the Biden administration was behind the uh, raid on Trump in Mar-a-Lago. You know, to take out the number one Republican contender. So that's election interference and fraud. But let's just remember that. But now they're attacking everything about Trump, and they're even the the news is coming out there as a as a uh, you know right wing propaganda piece mm -hmm. uh, or a left wing propaganda piece for the left to sit there and say you know Trump with all these uh, 
indictments out there really needs to pause his campaign. Yeah. yeah. Why do they want him to do that? Because they're not winning with this, so they're making up numbers. Now they're attacking his relationship. And I'm going, you know, they weren't going to bring him back until December. Now he's going back today to face some questioning. Question, do you think that, I think that uh, uh, they're doing this to demoralize the Trump supporters by saying, well, see, he's losing his support now. Look at the polls. I think that this emboldens the Trump supporters. Well, I think it does too, but I think what they're doing is they're building, you know, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? The back, uh, the, the, the back story, you know, the back story for a narrative they want to push. Mm-hmm. And that is that, yeah, let's say they get a man, you know, and change the, the wording of the narrative of this. It's one indictment that doesn't stand, but they divided, divided it by 34 to give them 34 shots at indicting right. him. They need an indictment, and they can lock him up. So let's just say they go, hey, we got him right now. Let's lock him up and see what happens. You know, And then they can turn around and say, you know, the poor guy offed himself. I mean, I guess it, it all got to him. So you think you they're know, desperately relationship. They're looking for a situation where they can remove him entirely from the playing field. I really do believe that, and then that tears up the right because then, you know, we, yeah, we've got DeSantis, and we would be fired up, but they want us to run DeSantis or DeSantis. They've got they've got their reasons. See, they can't predict Trump. Trump is a loose cannon on this political mm-hmm. platform, and they don't know how he's going to target, who he's going to target. And when he's going to shoot, but he's going to shoot, and it's going to be pretty disastrous for whoever it is. Trump is, you know, he's I not just a don't politician. See, I don't see us having the, uh, the, I don't think we can make it till 2024. Well, no, I, I'm I don't think we can, we can either have a war, but I don't think the country can, can make it till 2024. I got a page that I didn't write or make up of just all the things that are out there. You can Quora the thing. To see, you know, what are the signs that your country is going to war? Mm-hmm. And when you read it, you're going, my God, we have already completed that list, and we're just fattening that list up. It this the recipe, the batter is in there, the eggs are in the mix. We've put the oil in, we put the water in, we've whipped it up. You know, it's poured in the pan, it's baked. This cake is ready. You know, to to do whatever it's going to do. We, now, we, now, in the meantime, we have so much out there that's that's a distraction. I mean, for example, this uh, Dylan Mulvaney uh, Bud Light <laughs> can stuff. It's out there, and people John are, Rich people are talking about it. Do we really care? Do we seriously? It is. Isn't this just a distraction to take our minds off the real problems that are, are happening in our society in our world? Well, it is, and I mean, they have Mulvaney going like, did I do that? And, I, and I'm sitting there going, I think he's an opportunist. Now, I did see, uh, do you know you know who uh, uh, John Rich is, right? Yeah, I saw he has, he was out, he spoke against it. Uh, yeah, well, what he, he's got a bar in Nashville, big and rich, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, what it's is it? It's a redneck, cowboy. redneck, what's it called? Redneck, urban redneck yeah. or something like that, uh, his bar. Yeah, his, uh, I think his dad's a preacher. Uh, but either way, uh, you know, he said no more Bud Light. Well, you know what, John, if I were you, I'd take all the Anheuser-Busch products out of there because they're the, they're the master brewery. 
So let's just go ahead and call it what it is. Take it out. The stock for Bud Light has gone into the toilet. Yeah, it has gone down. It's a backlash on all Anheuser-Busch product, including, of course, Bud Light, which is one of their biggest brands. Um, it's down, let me see, uh, Anheuser-Busch stock already dropping amid Dylan Mulvaney controversy. Does that surprise anybody? It doesn't surprise me. It, no, it doesn't surprise me, and I really I, I feel bad that this is an attack on women whether you believe it or not, you might be a feminist and going, oh, this is great, this is great, oh, it's, it's getting our cause out there. No, it's not. You know, a guy that's going, well, I woke up feeling like a woman today, and I'm going to compete in sports, and now these jobs that are for women, well, I qualify for those. I qualify for a man's job and a woman's job. But, I get to have my cake and eat it too. You don't. Bud Light hired... Um, a vice president of marketing named Alyssa Heinerscheid. And she promotes herself. Let me see if I can read it from her. Uh, uh, it says uh, from her Facebook, it says VP Bud Light. And she puts first female to lead the largest beer brand in the industry. I want you to hear about why she's excited about uh, the positioning of Bud Light. Listen to this. Well, I'm a businesswoman. I had a really clear job to do when I took over Bud Light. And it was, this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. And if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like we need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. And my what I brought to that was a belief in okay, what, is, what, do, what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men. Mm -hmm. And representation is at sort of the heart of evolution. You've got to see people who reflect you in the work. And we had this hangover. I mean, Bud Light had been kind of a brand of bratty, kind of out-of-touch humor, and it was really important that we had another approach. Okay, so let's think about it for a second. I want to sit her down on the ground next to a box of rocks, and I've got to decide what's dumber, Alyssa Heinerscheid or the box of rocks. And I would, I would submit it's probably her. That is the dumbest sounding marketing director I have ever heard in my life. Can you imagine? The only thing dumber than what she was just saying is the guy who hired her and thought, boy, she'll be great for our marketing department. Boy, she'll lead us in a new direction. What clown? Well, she did lead them in a new direction. Yeah, to places they haven't been to in years. The rear. And, and her... Her answer is, well, we got to crash, crash the old brand to rise in Phoenix yes. with the new brand. Does she even what drink you beer? Finishing? And look, you know what? If I were just a, an everyday housewife and they drink beer too, and they watch sports and they do all of the, the, the same things that men like to say is ours, right. you know, they do that too. But I don't think they appreciate you know, a guy parading around as a woman and going, oh, I can compete as a woman because I'm better than you. You know, uh, I'm sorry. There are certain laws of nature that cannot be denied or defied. You know, I, I don't know what I, we're doing. We're playing God here. I think about women as being 
intelligent, brilliant, our equal, uh, somebody. They, they are the balance to society. You know, when there, there's guys and there's gals. I know that sounds very sexist to say it that way, but that's the way it is. There's you got to be men, careful how you go with Men, it, I don't okay. care. There's men and women out there, and they are both equally important in my eyes. If I were a woman and I saw this Dylan Mulvaney and how he portrays a woman, I'd be so offended. He walks around with this perpetual grin on his face, this goofy, goofy grin. I mean, even when he's angry, he's got this stupid smile. I mean, if if a, a real woman were to walk around like that, you'd say, Oh, man, she's got a problem. But this clown walks around with this this uh, 24-7 silly-ass grin on his, excuse me, <laughs> grin on his face. But it's true. And I think to myself, my God, is this what he thinks a woman is? I mean, well, women are smart, thinks. and they're, 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 in so many ways, they're superior to guys. I mean, I don't know whether you've actually been in the delivery room when a baby is being born, but I know that I, <laughs> I couldn't do that. And they do it, and they do it, and then they nurture the child, and then they, they do all these magnificent things that, that guys don't do. And, and, and to see this, this clown walking around uh, tr- doing a caricature of women all the time and having society say, oh, isn't he great? He's a transgender. We got to put him on these cans. I, I'm offended that, that Bud Light did this. I'm offended that Anheuser-Busch did this. But getting back to what we were talking about before we played our tape, Bill, mm-hmm. isn't this a distraction? Isn't this whole story, isn't this, isn't this a distraction well, from yeah, what's it really is a going distraction. on? It is a distraction, and it's there to divide the population. And they, whoever came up with this plan did a damn good job. Now, Mulvaney, give credit where credit is due. He is a guy that couldn't make it in the guy's world. He couldn't complete, uh, compete as a male athlete. He couldn't compete as a macho, a macho man, a manly man. He didn't have any way to to distinguish himself, to stand out in the crowd of men. And I'm sorry, but that, that's something he has to figure out. Maybe he didn't have a good role model to follow. So what he did is he, he capitalized on, I'll just be a transgender. Now I can get the Kate Spade ads. I can get the Bud Light ads. I can get, uh, oh, what's the other one out there? The, um, the uh, Nike ads, the sports bra. And so that little grin you see on his face, he's going, I found the golden grail. You know, I'm a woman when I want to be, and I'm a man when I want to be. I have the best of both worlds, and now I'm a millionaire. And that's just the why way doesn't what I don't understand is why society tolerates this nonsense. Why all of a sudden we're being pushed into a situation where if you don't acknowledge him as being real, then then you're then you're making the you're the problem, not him. He, mm-hmm. I mean, this guy is walking around in women's clothing, and he's pretending to be a woman, and we're supposed to believe that he is? Well, you got to wonder who's behind all of this. And I look at, uh, you know, people like George Soros, and, you know, the media is coming out going, you know, the, the, the favorite boogeyman of the right is George Soros. Well, yeah, he is the favorite boogeyman of the right. He was the boogeyman from way back in World War II. 
He's got a son out there that's young and just as evil. As a matter of fact, he's had more visits yeah. to the White House. At least 14. Of, at, least huh? four, at least 14. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, you know, purporting all of this stuff that we are talking about. So, so the deep state what if I told reproduces. You that, what if I told you that uh, word has come out, Bill, that the raid on Mar-a-Lago was actually uh, uh, coordinated Biden. by the White House? Yeah, I, I heard that this morning, too, that there's proof positive that yeah. it was the Biden administration. Well, that's campaign election interference. And, ooh, geez, um, y- you got to wonder, when do we put up our hands and go, enough is enough? Well, I think we're there. To the, <laughs> I think well, a, lot, I, a lot of us are there. It's like, well, that yeah, that is one of the things on the list when war is imminent, when the people don't trust their own government anymore. Well, let's start a war. That's it. It's time, guys. They don't believe us anymore. You know, and, you know, then the war will be the big distraction. Your life, who cares? Well, listen to what President Trump said. I'm going to play it again. Every single day they talk about, will this end up in nuclear war? We're on the precipice of a disaster, the likes of which this world has never seen. This will make World War One and World War II like baby stuff. And he couldn't be more correct about that. I mean, if we go to a nuclear war, we're, we're in big, big trouble. Now, you can't tell me that when Russia and uh, China had that confab two weeks ago that they didn't talk about this possibility. Look, at, I'm sure China said, look, at, we're thinking about going into Taiwan right now. Are you going to cover our backside? And I'm sure Russia said, yeah. Are you going to cover us here in the Ukraine? China said, yeah. And, and what about the U.S.? They're going to be too busy taking care of both of us. They, they won't be able to uh, stop either of us. And, and I think that's where we are right now. I think, and when you hear people like, I think Mark Levin said last night, you talked about this before we went on the air, that uh, he said, we're not ready for war. We're not prepared for war. We have to prepare for war with China. China is already prepared for war with us. Now, I do think that we are prepared enough that we can initiate, uh, you know, the, the beginning of a war, but for us to have a chance and fight in it, it's got to go full-on nuclear. We cannot beat it with troops on the ground. We don't have the ammunition to fire. Right. We do have the we have the air power. We have the ship power. Do we have the munitions for them? And well, we do have nukes on the, on those ships. Here's what we know: is no, we can't win. Nobody can win a nuclear war. Nobody can win because, in all honesty, let's think about it realistically. Think about it like. Uh, You've seen in the movies. If they fire one, we fire one. Right off the bat, you know that there's going to be a major hit in both both uh, co- both fighting countries' uh, cities. We're not going to fire you, you, one at a time. But you're right. Not, That's what no. I was just going to say. You, it's not going to be firing one. It'll be a salvo of missiles going off at one time. You're going to see cities obliterated. Like, And, and by the way, you don't need... Uh, multiple missiles in each city. You all you need is one. You hit one one big missile hits one city. It's done. Next, you know another missile hits another city. Next, that's how it's going to work. If you had fifty targets in the United States 
and you had 75 to 100 missiles. Oh, boy. You know, you could sit there and launch 50, have 25 holdbacks just to finish up the job, and that would be it. You know, you could launch 1,000. Now, we, you know, you you see different numbers. Oh, we got 5,000, 4,000. No, we got 6,000. Chances are we're just like the Russians and the Chinese. Yeah, yeah, we cut back our arms to 4,000. Well, I think when it came to the nukes, we probably held a few extras. The balloon that flew yeah. over our country. Do you think that was a, an accident? No, or maybe and it maybe was it was timing. A, maybe it was a scouting party, you know? Maybe they were just flying it over to see, okay, we'll fly over this uh, military installation. See, are they, do they look ready to you? I don't know. They look very uh I think relaxed. it was simpler than that. I think it was flown over to test us, to see how we respond. I, I, but, but when you have it doing figure eights over our nuclear facilities. That's thumbing their nose at us, going, ha, ha, here we are. And, yes, it's taking pictures and gathering surveillance. Well, see, I, heard, I heard it's not just taking pictures. It's listening to our – there are constant uh, signals being sent from these sites. It was deciphering yeah. these signals. We have certain frequencies that we broadcast on, and I guess they were listening to those frequencies. And sending it back, yeah. by the way, in real time to China. Yeah, and they were sending probably on frequencies that we don't know about because, you know, you tune an antenna to a certain – well, you, there's a way you tune an antenna, and uh, you can sit there and you can you can come up with a whole band of frequencies that we're not capable or set up to monitor. Mm-hmm. So as far as we know, eh, nothing's going on. We We're not picking up those radio waves because – we're not in tune to them. Uh, and we could have radio signals, too, just like that. So I'm sitting there going, what they were doing was a twofold thing, gathering information and intelligence, yes. But also, they wanted us to see it up there. And they wanted us to get used to seeing it up there. Because by doing so, you know, if they floated another one that had very sinister intent, Oh, here they come playing that game again. And we're going to let it float around before we shoot it. What the hell did that just fly out of that thing? They That's could, what's going to happen. They could have dropped poison on us, and we wouldn't have done anything because we let it float by. They could have uh, they could have been listening, like we, we said, to all of our secret frequencies, uh, which they probably were. Uh, they could have been seeding our country with some kind of unknown pathogen. Virus. Yeah, that uh, how would we know? But our administration, this feckless clown in the White House, allowed it to happen. You know, I I just don't don't understand how anybody can stand behind this guy because I challenge you to tell me one thing that he has done that is good for our country. I'm waiting. Tell me one he thing. He hasn't done a damn thing, but I will say this. On the intelligence of this balloon, even though he's not Mr. Intelligence, even if they gave him the information, he would have mucked it up. But apparently our leaders in the, in the military, our generals yeah. from the Pentagon, they knew about this, and they decided not to tell the administration, the commander-in-chief. Now, if they told the administration, they didn't tell good old Joe, which means we sure as hell had a breakdown 
in uh, How do you do that? military. How do you do that? How do you not tell the commander in chief? Well, I don't know. See, I don't know, but that tells me our military has is been infiltrated and is not on page. So let's go back earlier in the conversation when we were talking about maybe the military can step in and right the wrong. Then again, maybe we don't have control of our military. Maybe, maybe, and maybe we can't right the, you know, the wrong of anything because it is compromised. And maybe that's the problem. Maybe we have two separate militaries. Damn right. That we don't know about. Maybe we have the one in Washington that is run by the uh, deep state. I'm just saying hypothetically. Maybe, it is hypothetical. And, I'm not yeah. dictating or saying that's it. And maybe there's another another military out in the field that has a different uh, approach. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're waiting for their orders that will never come. Boy, I'll tell you, folks, I never thought we'd be in a situation like we're in right now, and this is the worst. I've, I've been around for a while. These are bad times. These are dangerous times. I've never seen us so close to not just war with China, but war with Russia, too. You know, yeah. we're, not, we, we're not talking about a singular nuclear war. I think that if they have a pact that they've, uh, they've, put, they've agreed to, they're going to stand by each other. So if we go to war with China, you can bet we're going to be going to, to war with Russia, too. Well, what do you do? Uh, number one, you have to live your life. You can't stand still. You know, are there things you can do to prepare yourself for war? You've got to think about supplies, bottled water, dried foods in packages that are protectable. You've got to maybe have plastic that you can tape up to contain or seal yourself or shelter that you can run to if something happens. But you got to remember, at some point in time, you got to come out of that shelter, and what you run into is not going to be good. You know, the um, sad part about it is uh, if it's a nuclear war, there's not much you, really can, do. you can do. I mean, you people, know, people say, for example, well, I have a water purifier. Well, that's great, but what are you going to do if it's irradiated? What are you going to yeah. do if the water is irradiated? What happens if there's fallout in the water? Can a filtration system clean that up? I don't think so. No, you're, you're, uh, you're in trouble, and the body needs water. If you dehydrate or, uh, you know, there's so many chemicals that you need in naturally need in your blood, in, 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 in your system, like water. You don't need distilled water. You need spring water that's got the vitamins and minerals and everything that you need in it. You need the potassium. You can't eat a bunch of bananas to get the potassium. You're going to have, you need. You, Bill, you're going to have lawlessness. You're going to have a breakdown Looting. in local society. You're going to you're not going to have any police departments that are operational if we go to war. That's Think about right. it. We, we, I mean, everybody's going to be for themselves. If if you have a nuclear war, do you think the police department is going to stay operational? No, all those guys are going to go home and be with their families. And then when if, As if well they have, they should. And if they and if they end up living through it, they're not going to go back to the police station for law and order. It's going to be every man for themselves. So I ask another question. Why is it, if this is the case, we're so anxious to take everybody's guns? Because if anything, you should have a weapon to protect yourself and your family if you live through this horror show. Well, if you live through the horror show and there's people out there, they're going to be the ones that survived are going to be pissed. And 
you know, if they've got guns, you can't do the cleanup work that you need to do against an armed, you know, populace out there that's really angry at what you just did to their land. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, so no matter what, I mean, look. So I mean, this is speculation. Another this another, is another thing, but you have to ask yourself: Have you ever seen more shootings? All of a sudden, people getting there's a school shooting here, there's a bank shooting there. I mean, uh, just yesterday, uh, there was a shooting in uh, a bank in Louisville, Kentucky. Here's Trace Gallagher. Mm -hmm. Listen. Police say this is a targeted attack, and the social media footprint of the shooter is providing a wealth of information, and not just because 25-year-old Connor Sturgeon, who was fired by the bank, was live streaming the attack on Instagram, but also because he indicated the attack was coming, posting messages where he said they won't listen to words or protests. Let's see if they hear this. There are also reports he left messages for friends and family saying that he was going to shoot at the bank, and even reportedly posted group chat messages where he said I could burn the whole place down. Sturgeon had no criminal history. His LinkedIn page uses the pronouns he, him, and the Daily Beast reports that in college he supported Black Lives Matter and did not support former President Trump. He also wrote about his low self-esteem and emotional struggles. Interesting that his former high school basketball teammates noted that Sturgeon suffered so many concussions in high school that he wore a helmet to play high school basketball. Police say Sturgeon killed four, injured nine others, including two police officers. One officer was only grazed. The other remains in critical condition. Okay, so what you found out from that report is you can, he wasn't a Trump supporter, mm -hmm. and so this is going to fall by the wayside really quick, this story. This is going to disappear. Absolutely. Um, and I think that we're going to be in a situation where uh, there'll be something else that'll distract us very soon down the road because you don't want to stay in this story, you know? How many stories can they manufacture? And I'm not saying this is manufactured, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, can they produce or, or latch on to to keep us distracted, or distracted, distracted from what's really going on out there? Oh, I, I think that they think they can, just, they can just keep going as long as they need to. I think we're so caught up in a cycle of, of instant news, uh, fast stories, breaking news, breaking this, breaking that, that we're so confused as a society. We don't spend time thinking about things anymore. That's probably why our podcast uh, works, because at least, yeah. for an, at least for an hour a day, for the most part, we talk about things. We try to slow it down a little bit, and, and we throw in our, our opinions, of course, and, and many times our opinion reflects the opinion of our listener, you know? Yeah. Uh, so we're getting cowboy news out there where they're just shooting willy-nilly from the hip without thinking about where they're shooting. Right, exactly. Fast and furious. All right. Yep. I think that, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be inundated with this stuff, but they don't want you to think about what's happening with President Trump. They don't want you to stay in that story because if you do, you might actually think he's being shafted by... Yeah, uh, well, that's true. Uh, yeah. And, and if you think about Biden, you know, here he was at the Easter egg hunt, uh, and he's sniffing little girl's hair. He can't. I know. He's a pedophile. He is a liar. He's a pedophile. He is a criminal. And uh, with everything that's going on, not only is he uh, a treasonous criminal, but he, he should be a war criminal. But yet, yet they still hold him up. They still present him as our, our leader, the man because... who we should all look up to. 
They got nobody else. And if he goes down, they go down because he can't be the only dirty buzzard in the cage. But look who they have as a backup. They have this clown, Gavin Newsom. Uh, they're talking about him being the Democratic candidate uh, in 2024. I, I, I point to San Francisco, which was the city that he was mayor of before he was governor. Right. And uh, a whole food supermarket in San Francisco that opened just a year ago is already closing due to crime and public drug use in the area. It says the uh, people who work at the store uh, do not feel safe, so they're not coming into work, so they can't staff it. So they have this brand new Whole Foods in San Francisco, and you know, it's justified because did you hear about the guy who was the uh, tech executive uh, who was stabbed to death in the street uh, yeah. just a couple of days ago? I mean, a very mm. successful millionaire who came out with this, uh, this app. I can't think of what it was, but it, was, uh, it had to do with money. And uh, he was just walking down the street in a good section of town. And some guy out of nowhere, for no good reason, walks up and stabs him to death. And this, that's San Francisco 2023. That's where we are right now. But uh, it's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. I mean, and, and I, I only refer to, you know, the history of the past 10, 15 years. You know, 10 years ago, you, you, you would be going, well, it can't get any worse than it is now. Well, <laughs> yeah, stick Surprise. around. The Dalai Lama, you know who he is. He's a yeah, spiritual leader. Uh, a sickening video is making its way around the Internet that shows the Dalai Lama asking a young boy in India to, quote, suck his tongue. And in the video, the Dalai Lama sticks his tongue out towards the little boy as if he's expecting the little boy to lean in and suck his tongue. And I would submit that we don't know who any of these people really are, do we? You know, when you hear about somebody sniffing somebody's hair, a little girl's hair and, and apparently liking it, uh, when you hear about people taking showers with their children, um, their teenage children, and then when you hear about the Dalai Lama asking a little a little boy to suck his tongue, we don't know who these people are. That doesn't even sound right to hear that. No, it doesn't. And he's supposed you know. to be a spiritual, holy, holy man. I yeah. don't. We don't know who these people are. We don't. I mean, you know, we we give these people deference. I've heard things about this guy, and uh, I'm a I'm a Catholic, but I'm incredibly disappointed with this Pope we have in in Rome right now because in my opinion he's destroyed so much of the church and a lot of people will tell you stories about him but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that right now because we're you know, running a lot out of, of our spiritual leaders right now are woke and you're wondering how could it be and some people might even go how could god let this happen well god did god didn't let it happen and this yeah. is this is way, way deep and way beyond. So Many people would say this is not a Democrat versus Republican situation. This is a good versus evil situation. This is uh, a fight between God and, and Satan. We're in the middle of it. And yeah. uh, you can laugh. You can shrug it off. If you're an atheist, you may say, well, I don't believe in God. We all believe in something. If you're an atheist, you believe in something, even if it's nothing. You believe in it. Uh, mm -hmm. But anyway, my friend, it's uh, it's just about that time. 
We've done it again. Uh, another show in the can. You know, I wish we had a more optimistic show today, but unfortunately, we we live in desperate times, don't we? Yeah, uh, we do. I mean, I I don't know. I woke up. Well, last night, I you know, I was just looking at all the signs of everything, and I'm going like, well, I'll I'll ask the question. Uh, I didn't know we were going to talk an hour about it, but you know, well, we may talk another one tomorrow for all we know. Uh, yeah, I mean, these are. Uh, Valid questions, and a lot of people are thinking them, and they're not getting it from mainstream media. So maybe we have to uh, talk more about it so uh, we can have a discussion. Maybe I mean, it's, I don't think it's as dire as we're making it out to be. I, I still believe that in the end, sanity will win out. Good I, will prevail. But yes. you know, sometimes you've got to go th- you know, right to the brink. Yeah, you know, you get a virus. Yeah. And the doctor goes, okay, we got antibiotics for this. We got this for that. And it's going to take you about 14 days. Oh, okay. So when should I start feeling better? Well, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. And then, you know, these antibiotics will kick in right away and the different cells will start fighting each other. But eventually the good wins and the bad starts to die off. Right. And then in two weeks, you're going to feel pretty damn good. And, and I say that from experience, you know, actually. Before you know, we, and before we sign off, I should point out that I, I don't. Trump is not a saint. Trump is no. not. Trump is not somebody to be worshipped. Trump is a human being like all of us. I think sometimes God, uh, he works through different people, and I think maybe right now at this time, he's been working through this man because he is very much a man. He's not like uh, uh, a saint walking the earth. He is. As, as earthy as any of us. He's made as many mistakes as all of us. I mean, the, maybe more because he has more resources. But I think he's learned from them, and I think he's sincere, and I think he's fundamentally, fundamentally a good man. And that's the difference between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. I think Joe Biden is fundamentally a bad man. And I think the oh, people the Bible say. And I think the people around him are of like mind. I think they aren't good people either. Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Now there's a lot of people out there casting stones, but I'd like him to step back and take a look in the mirror because you're no saint yourself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, we've we've done it. If you want to contact us, eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight eight three three five three eight Seven eight six eight. Mail at it's another day.com. There's also mail at crnamerica.com. Hey, take a look. We got a new boy on uh, on uh I on saw the that. Website. I saw that. Yeah, uh, somebody's yeah, no, been still the eagle. Somebody's been waking in the art department. Yeah, somebody <laughs> yeah. in the art department, yeah, kind of dressed up the eagle, got him battle ready. Did I tell you, I I think I did tell you. I, I had to run uh, some errands uh, yesterday. And I was driving home down the country road, and I see this tree, you know, yeah. off in the distance. And I'm going, boy, there's a big bird. I don't know what the hell that bird is up there. And as I got closer, within about 100 feet of it, the wings came out, big white wings. It was a bald eagle sitting in that tree, and it came down and swooped down within about, you know, 15, 20 feet and did a fly over the front of the truck I'm driving and just hovered off. And I thought... Well, there's a sign if I ever saw one. On, either that or somebody's a good sign. Either that or somebody was giving you the bird. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs>
I couldn't yes. help myself. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye, buddy. See you. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>